the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. We all need strength, don't we? Just strengthen the Lord for tomorrow, for our daily lives. And I think you are going to love this series. It starts today. And I spoke to the women at Grove City Baptist. What a wonderful crowd. Fabulous ladies. But we talked about prayer. We talked about fellowship. We talked about suffering. We talked about how we just need the Lord. And we need his strength and his courage, his word, just to get us through day to day, don't we? We all do. Enjoy the beginning of this. I was at Grove City Baptist. You know, sometimes, the, you know, it's the secret ingredient in life that keeps us going, isn't it? And I think one of those secret ingredients is the joy of the Lord. It says in Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I want to talk about that joy today because I don't know about you, but I need it. And I know we all need it. And I think that it comes in many, many, many layers and many ways. When you look through your Bible, joy, believe it or not, is there from Genesis to all the way to Revelation throughout the Bible. I think, you know, sometimes you, you imagine, oh, I'm a Christian and life's going to now be hard and boring and full of rules. No, I think God wants it to be exciting and victorious and, and overcoming, don't you? And full of joy. And he has that for all of us. So I think that the first way that we find joy is in Jesus. And that that is not a catchphrase. That is not a pat answer. That is a living God that we all want to have as part of our life. And to me, I don't know that I'll ever get past the fact that the God of the universe sent his son Jesus that we could have a relationship with the same God that threw the stars in the sky and how personal and that he wants to walk every single day with us in a very close-knit, tight, real, personal, intimate way. And that fills my heart with joy, just the thought of it. And I, I want all of us to experience that more and more. You know, uh, it says in, uh, on Luke, in Luke 15, 10, that in the same way there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. The joy in salvation is so huge, and we never, ever want to lose sight of that for ourselves or for the people around us because it's so important. It, it, it is one of the eternal things that we'll all participate in, is receiving salvation, receiving Jesus, and sharing that with others. And I remember when I was seven years old, my baby brother had just been born, and I had these really good parents. My mom grew up Baptist. My dad grew up Nazarene, amazing people, but somehow church had slipped a little. 
And when I was seven and my brother was born, I remember the day that they announced we're going back to church. And I was so excited. And I, I had been to church a few times, but I didn't remember like being like we were, we're going to get to do this. And I'll, I just was so, I, I'm such a social people person. <laughs> so as a child, I thought, this is great. We're going to get to be with people. We're going to have, you know, friends. And this is going to be so much fun. And the first Sunday, I remember our Baptist church, it had two steeples. It was so cool because there, was, there were two baptistries and two red brick steeples and a bridge in between. And so all the kids would run from one tower across the bridge to the other tower and back until they said, stop running in the tower. And so I loved that church. And it was our first Sunday. And I'm in this Sunday school room. And there's a white folding table, no tablecloth on it, one teacher and about, I don't know, 10 or 12 kids. And I remember it so clearly because I sat next to a little girl. I remember her name was Rhea Cartwright. And the teacher began to explain to us about Jesus. And I thought, oh, this is really good news. Because I knew, even at seven, the things in my heart and the things in my life that were keeping me from the Lord. I knew that yucky feeling, <laughs> the times I lied to my mom, and those, those things. And when the teacher explained that we could receive the Lord, Rhea and I raised our hand. And that was the day I accepted Christ. And I remember going home, telling my parents, everybody was celebrating, but I had this little pink suitcase, and I put art supplies in there. And then I had a thing, they called it a sit-upon, but it was just a vinyl tablecloth that you could take around it had a like a handle on it I had made it as a craft and I took it outside the farmer behind the field of our home had told my parents we could spend all the time we wanted in the field he he didn't mind we were allowed to play there we had tree houses we we could we were just allowed to play out there and so I took my stuff and my white cotton dog uh, my white poodle dog named cotton and I ran out to this field and I, I remember smooshing the grass down and big white clouds and a blue sky. And I began painting pictures to God. And I would hold them up and show them to him. And I began talking to him and telling him all about my life. And you think, well, you're only seven years old, but you know, kids are people too. They're these little people. <laughs> and I have lots to say. And I knew that I could talk to God now. And it was the most joyous, wonderful thing. And there is joy that is found in this sweet relationship with Jesus. And he wants to talk to us. He wants to spend time with us every day. It says in John 16, 24, that until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I think about that verse a lot. I think about joy, you know, joy does not mean that there's not pain. Joy does not mean that there isn't something difficult. Joy is like putting your sunglasses on every day for the, you know, the blinding harshness of this world, <laughs> and you need your sunglasses on. Joy, it's, it's, it's this umbrella, and it shelters your life, because it's not your joy. You can't, you can't make it up. You can't drum it up. You can't, uh, you know, make this happen. No, this is the joy of the Lord. It's a fruit. It's actually a fruit of the Spirit. You know, you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and those are very cool because God's just like, hey, here's this one, here's that one, you want this one, what about that one? No, no, but these are the fruits. 
the fruits are on us. <laughs> fruits are developed. For, you know, we have these ancient apple trees on our farm. And last year, we trimmed back the trees. And I said, oh, we really should spray. But we, we never got to spraying. But we did trim the trees. And this year, we have apples. The apples are everywhere already. And, and I think, you know, they're not quite right because these trees are so old. They're going to still need some more work. We have pear trees. And the fruit just hangs. I mean, it is loaded. If you, do anybody need pears? <laughs> just... Just call me. I have pears for you. <laughs> but, you know, the fruits of our life have to be developed. They have to be grown and tended to and chosen and eaten. And, and, and that is what it says in Galatians, that joy is a fruit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. So this one's on us. And it's one that God will help us with, and he gives it to us. But I, I like that verse that says, you know, you haven't asked for anything in my name. And I remember a point in my life where I said, I want more. I, I want to do, I want to believe God for more. I want to, I want to believe God for great, something really great. And I was, I was walking in our yard and we had this family home. I call it my memory box. And my boys were in late high school and I'm walking the farm and I was singing this lo- little song that says, uh, let Jesus be the king of my heart. And I felt like God said, is that is that really, really, am I? Am I the king of your heart? It talks about waving a white flag of surrender, and I'm just belting, you know, belting out this song. And um, I said, well, yeah. And I felt like God said, well, then, are you gonna, would you be willing to sell your home? <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. Um, would you be willing to sell your home to go to Kenya? And, w- and we'd been to Kenya, but... Two times, two different times, I sold a home to go to Kenya. And the first was our family memory box home, and that was tough. It was really hard. And then the second one, I call that my Hallmark home because we found this fixer-upper, got it at a great price, beautiful home, and decorated it for the first time ever. I decorated the whole thing exactly the way I wanted it and did all of this. And when our missionary friends from Kenya came to visit... They had never been to the States, and she stuck her head in my dryer and goes, Woohoo! <laughs> she was like, This is awesome! <laughs> and when they left, I was like, Oh, we're going to Kenya again, aren't we? God. <laughs> oh, this is going to be hard to sell this one. I, I still think about that home. It was so awesome. But we did. We sold it. And 10 years in the making, an orphanage was born this past April. For the Lord. And I tell you what, standing on that orphanage ground uh, with all the bugs and all the heat and all of the little kids running around, I said, okay, God, that was worth it. You know, I want you more than the stuff. I want you more than the things of this earth. That's not going to fulfill. And I think that so many, so many times, and we see this everywhere we look in our society, people are, are saying, well, when I get the new car, or when I graduate from college, or when I first have my baby, or when I retire, or when I move to the condo, or when I, you know, when I do this, or this is the next thing, or, you know, um, after I finish doing fill in the blank, then my life will be settled, then my life will be happy, or then my life will be, or, you know, when I get the next thing, and, and no, it's not that, is it? 
there's a con- sometimes joy it feels like peace and sometimes it feels like contentment and comfort and it's this it's it's not necessarily that you're laughing your head off every day that doesn't necessarily mean joy it's that there's there is a smile on your face because you have hope and because you have hope in the lord and you haven't put it in just the temporary things of this earth so i i love that you know maybe there's something you need to ask for in jesus name that's great ask and you will receive you know there is some great joy in connecting with jesus and say i'm gonna step out and i'm gonna do something awesome for you and that is the challenge i think that's the challenge that all of us face you know Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I always love gathering with women, looking at them face-to-face, talking about the Lord, praying together, just encouraging one another, laughing together. And that's what we do on the show, isn't it? I hope you have been to JenniferJackson.com. That is my website. That's JenniferJackson.com. Take some time there, would you? I want you to send me an email. Why do I want to do that? Because I'm going to send you a t-shirt. I want to hear from you. Tell me how you are enjoying the show or if there's something that you want to learn or grow uh, just send me a, a quick email also go to the previous shows there's an entire radio section at jenniferjackson.com and so i want you to go there and listen listen back to previous episodes there's so many interviews so many wonderful topics and i really think that you will enjoy that and if you want to send a gift it would be appreciated that That helps the show. It helps it to keep going. So go to JenniferJackson.com for a gift of any amount. I'll send you simply joy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.